Live Laugh Stuck is a self-indulgent podcast featuring a heart player encouraging you to be self-indulgent too. Welcome home. To live laugh stuck previously jack does homestuck and hey it's been a couple weeks because i was like i'll take christmas off that's reasonable and then i was like fuck it i'll take new year's off too and then my brain was like what if i just take time off until after my birthday which is january 13th because that's a holiday for me personally it's my personal holiday and it still counts in the realm of the holidays that works no so i'm posting this now i'm doing this now and i'm doing it old school style where i just kind of talk about stuff instead of i've been trying to have a script lately and instead of that i'm talking now because i have something else i need to write so anytime i'm like i need to write a script for this next episode i instead go well i need to finish this writing thing first and i don't feel like doing that right now so i'm not going to do that and then i just don't write a script so here goes. Uh, this is the episode where we talk about Solix. And I almost said Aradia. Uh, <laughs> that's wrong. Um, Solix and Nepeta. Nepeta and Solix. So yes, Nepeta and Solix's routes came out before Christmas. So it's been a bit. But this is still before the next the next two routes are out. So it still counts. It's still fine. It's okay. So Nepeta first. I love feral Nepeta. I'm glad Nepeta was feral in this one. I feel we as a fandom have been kind of back and forth as to how feral we let Nepeta be. Sometimes we just like see that she's nice and sweet and she likes shipping and she's just like this little ball of sunshine and joy. And we're like, well, yeah, that's all she is. I'm like, no, she like hunts and kills things all the time. She's, she's feral. She lives in a cave. She's feral. I love her. But we got, we got feral Nepetorites. And I, I really, really enjoyed this route. I like that there was a couple of different things going on with it. Like, like more choices than usual. I, I love it. I love the standard. I love the standard routes where it is what you expect, where you have the first good choice or the first bad choice, and then you have a second bad choice and or you continue the route and then that's it. That's fine. I love those. It just makes the ones where they shift things up all that much more interesting, you know? So, and it wasn't a huge shift for this one, but it was still good. So, um, in the first one, <laughs> so the first bad choice you can make uh, where you, like, basically say, hey, Nepeta, be fucking normal, how about? Really bad. You get the saddest Nepeta face, and I was dying. I'm like, I can't handle this. Uh, a lot of people have compared it to that meme of that, that kitten with the really watery eyes. And it's like, yeah, that's that's what it is. Like, that's the sad Nepeta face. You, you fucked up. Go 
shove a foot up your ass. Like, you were bad. Uh, so that was... Th- bad routes are, like, almost always hard to do, but some are harder than others. That one was hard. It was like, no, don't make fun of Nepeta. Come on. Role play. Role play with Nepeta. And then the second choice is really weird because you don't actually have a bad end for either of them. You have, I think that it's called a good end and a group end. I don't know if the good end is called something else. But, like, neither of them are are bad inherently, except in the group end, you can make a choice that ends up bad. But, um, but yeah, so the good end is we finally get that Nepeta and Equius content that we wanted since Equius is out. And he was really sad that you couldn't teleport to Nepeta because it was too soon in the storyline. Um, and I, I really wish that had happened longer. I feel like more of that route, uh, more of that ending was Equius getting on to you for appearing out of nowhere and being rude. Um, not that he didn't appreciate Nepeta to be there, but just like this idea of like kind of hung up on his idea of rudeness rather than appreciating Nepeta being there. So I wish there had been more actual like Nepeta and Equius content then, yeah, you do show up without saying anything, you fucker. Um, and in the group end, we go to fucking Jade and Dave, which I love Jade and Dave are hanging out. That's great. Of course, I just love Dave. Um, I, I could under, I don't think anyone had this problem, but I could understand if it's like, oh, well, like we went to Dave and John hanging out when we brought Carcat. Uh, so shouldn't we go to Rose and Jade hanging out? Since, you know, that that would be really cool. But I I mean, it's also like a nod to like Dave Petta. Uh, so it's fine. It's fine. It's just, you know, it'd be not, I would understand if there are people feeling like we're oversaturated with Dave. But it's Dave. It's, it's Dave. I'm not one of those people who have complaints at all because it's Dave. And I love voicing Dave. And I take over Dave uh, anytime I can. Because he just has these fucking hilarious lines that I, I absolutely love reading. And um, and yeah, the writing for the Sprout was was really, really good. And so we have we have Dave and Jade and Nepeta. And Nepeta freaks out because you just fucking teleported her to nowhere. And you try to teleport back. And your powers have grown stronger, I guess, because you accidentally take... Dave and Jade along with you. And it's, it's fucking crazy. Cause I'm like, is your stuff getting stronger? Um, is it because your narrative presence, like you're taking over more of what you want to do rather than what Tipo's man wants you to do or, or whoever, is it because you're getting further into the story closer to what doc scratch or Tipo's man or whoever wants? Uh, and so they're giving you more liberties or, is it because you accessed your memories and whenever Aradia kind of unlocked all that for you, it, it opened up more things? I don't know. Um, but it's, it's really neat to think about. So I'm looking forward to future mishaps that can happen because of your exponentially increasing power. Um, and then you can either, so this sucked, because you can choose to make it to them in time or not to to. Jade, because Jade's being attacked by Nepeta's Lusses. And, like, obviously not not getting there in time is the bad end, but you have to see how it ends, because bad ends are necessary in Pester Quest routes. And it hurts. It hurts. 
you just, you just, Jade fucking pulls a rifle out of nowhere. Well, you know, um, and, and kills Nepeta's Blessus. And then they run off into the woods and you can't find them because they shouldn't be here. They have no connection to this place. And so your powers, it, it's really interesting. Look into how the powers work is that, no, there has to be some sort of sane connection for you to be able to go there. You can't just go there. You can't find them because they shouldn't be here. So that's that's super, super neat. Very sad, but super neat. And then in the good end, everything is great. And, and Nepeta calls Dave by his furry name, which is fantastic. And I've forgotten it and I can't pronounce it anyway. And, and Jade's there and like healing you up. And, like, Jade and Dave both say things that you're like, your lives are horrible and not stuff like a kid should have gone through by age 13. But whatever. Thank you for saving my life with the skills you unfortunately learned at your age. <laughs> so that's always just, like, I, I love it. Because I feel like early Homestuck was just so silly that you didn't take into account when weird things happen. Because, like, it's it's goofy, it's a cartoon, it's an anime, whatever. Uh, so you don't, like, say, like, no, these are, like, real things that, well, not real things happening to real kids, but, like, they, they are theoretically from our real world, and these are weird, bad things happening. And stuff like um, Reader acknowledging, like, you should not know how to sew up dead bodies, and you should not know how to stuff intestines back into a person. Just being able to play the straight man there and, and take us out of the fantasy world and remind us, like, no, this would be super weird for kids to do, I think is really good. And uh, not to get off on a minor tangent, because I might have mentioned it in other things, I might mention it later on, but I think that's one of the things about Dave and Bro's relationship and why no one recognized bro's abuse at the beginning when you first started reading if you don't know anything about homestuck um because like yeah it's funny like cartoon dude gets kicked down the stairs we see that happen like in cartoons anvils get dropped on people you know like cartoon violence is cartoon violence it isn't real um and then we jump to act six when dave's like yeah no like I was afraid for, like, my life all the time. I had to do fights all the time. Everything sucked. It was bad. It's like, oh, no, this wasn't cartoon violence. This is real violence happening to a real 13-year-old, and that's bad. Uh, so I think that's really interesting. And, and yeah, again, I like the reminder here that it's like, no, like, we're, we're conceptualizing these as, like, actual 13-year-olds. So I like that. And um, I like I like Nepeta and, and Dave's relationship, of course. And, and and furry talk because um, we're all furries. If you're a homesick fan, you're you're a furry. That's non-negotiable. So yeah, that was that was a really good route. I like that it had two different kind of good endings. That was a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, the writing was great. And and yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I really liked Nepeta. Um, again, we're we're past the point of like characters I have always cared a lot about, and we're to the point of. Characters that you guys are, like, making me care more about and I appreciate on new levels. So it's it's really nice to see that with Nepeta. So, yeah. And then we have Solux's route. Uh, Solux is, is great. I love his character design. I love his facial expressions. Like, 
um, someone, I think Crow described it as like, like just how, how good they're able to like show him wrinkling his nose when none of the troll sprites have noses. So, so that was really nice. I, um, I love the first bad end when Gamzee shows up. I, I cannot tell you how much I love Gamzee showing up. I honestly, like with the way he's shown up in this route, if he randomly showed up in every route's bad end, that would be fucking hilarious. Just cause like, he gets there and he's in this tiny clown car. And I just love how like, yes, um, Gamzee looks like this because he's a, a, a juggalo, like he's a troll juggalo. He says all these troll juggalo things, but he looks like a clown. So, but they just merge the clownness and the juggalo-ness to where it's like, no, no, he's both. It's fine. Um, he's a clown. And so he has a clown car, which do all uh, Purple Bloods have clown cars then? Does uh, fucking Marvis have a clown car? Does Marvis get into a clown car when he leaves his concerts? Is that what happens? Either way, Gamzee has a clown car and he gets out of it and apparently has to like unbreak all of his bones in order to get out of the clown car which i would love to watch i hope someone has made an animation of it i haven't personally seen one but this is the it's this fandom i'm sure someone has or someone is in the process of doing it or someone will do it because i need to watch gamzee have to like unbreak and reform all his bones to get out of a clown car and this is why he can't die because he already had to do so much horrific shit to himself to get into a clown car that it's fine. Um, the car also looks ridiculous. I hate looking at it. It's awful. <laughs> By awful, I mean it's great. And that is the second notification for my phone to go off. So I'm going to actually remember to mute it now. So now it's muted. Sorry about that, but I don't feel like retalking what I was saying and editing that out. So anyway... And Solicus does what many of us want to do when we see Gamzee. And just, or, or really like anyone that we just absolutely do not want to deal with at this point in time. So like Solicus getting ambushed by like one person he doesn't want to deal with who has like been let in on uh, this huge plan to like see how he's doing, which he fucking hates. And then suddenly a fucking clown appears to, to piss the shit out of him too. Like, he just blasts off, just like fucking Team Rocket into the sky. It's great. It is a power I wish I had. And um, speaking of the plan, I do love that this is all like Karkat and Kanaya are worried about Solix. So they have to like be like, no, go talk to him here. Karkat has a plan laid out based on probably all the rom-coms he's seen and then like messed with a little to be better. And, um, it's, it's lovely and it's, it's wonderful. And I, I really do appreciate Solix in this moment, having, wanting nothing to do with it at all. And, uh, we also get Solix blasting off again on the train where if you believe him and if you take it seriously that he thinks something bad is about to happen and you're about to die, uh, and you transport him away, you transfer him to John's house, which I was really excited 
because there's like one line in Homestuck that makes me think of of uh, John Solux as a ship. Because um, that's all it takes is one line. <laughs> uh, but we didn't actually get John. We just had Solux being like, I don't belong here. And instead of being with the person who can take me back, I'm just going to blast off into the sky again. So that's great. I appreciate that. But when we don't, I guess not don't believe him, but when we like try to assuage what we think is just his anxiety and be like, no, no, we're fine. It's cool. And nothing does happen. I think that's really neat. I, I can't remember if this was in Homestuck and I just forgot about it because that's, that happens or what. But I like that, that Solix could like, like had to deal with this on a regular basis of seeing people about to die and like knowing they were about to die. Well, not like seeing it, but like hearing the soon to be dead voices in his head. Like, can you fucking imagine? Like, no wonder he got along with a radio so much, you know? Ah, uh, that brings up a lot of sad stuff that I'm not going to get into right now. Wowzers. Anyway, but I think that's really neat. And I think it's neat how your presence in the story like messes with that and it doesn't come to pass. And uh, that's super neat. And yeah, I, I just love, I love Solux's whole talk about you don't fucking know me. You know what my friends have said about me and they only know what I've told them. And like in this game of telephone, you're not getting the full picture of who I am. So don't fucking act like you know me. And that's great. Like, that's, that's a thing I feel needs to be said and is, is wonderful, and I love it. Um, and I, I love, love, love that he's going to see Kanaya. I, I just love all these trolls interacting that we never really got to see interact, and, like, these friendships that were there that we just never, like, saw anything about. So, um, so yeah, so it looks like Kanaya, and they were friends since they were kids, and that's super cute. And uh, they hang out, and I just love how, how, oh god, I love Kanaya being like, sorry, something's wrong with my keyboard, can you fix it? And Solix is like, absolutely. And it's just like the entire computer is sawed in half. And uh, Solix is like, oh yeah, I can fix this, and like pulls out a whole other computer. And it's just like so fucking straight faced. And I like how one person, I don't know if this is like how it was supposed to be interpreted, but I saw one interpretation that like Kanaya wants to see Solix. So in order to see Solix, she just saws her computer in half to get him over. Um, which I, I just thought that she got angry at something on the computer and sawed it in half. Uh, but I do like the interpretation. She's like, huh, I really want to see Solix and just like whips out her chainsaw. Cause that would be fucking great. So in the, so there's this scene here that I'm, I wouldn't have talked about if I hadn't talked to other people because it was not a blip on my radar until I talked to one of my other friends, um, about this scene. Well, not even about this scene, just like about it. Like I, so I, I saw something on Twitter, someone talking about one person, one person who I did not follow talking about, uh, trans mask Solix being canon. And I'm like, I played this route twice. Once, like, by myself, and then once on, on someone else's playthrough, on Dami's playthrough. I Did I miss something? I definitely can miss, like, I miss something sometimes. But, like, I feel like I would have noticed if if Solux was canonized as, as trans, right? Um, And so I kind of brought this up on my server, and one of my friends was like, oh, that scene with the picture, that was trans. I'm like, 
Um, so apparently, I, I, I don't know if this is how it definitely is or how people have interpreted it or what, because the author of this route is anonymous. And last I heard, no one from What Pumpkin has confirmed or denied or said anything about it. But, um, but so the scene where Solix and Kanaya are looking at an old photo of them together and Solix is feeling kind of down about the photo and Kanaya is trying to help him cheer up and strictly not letting you look at the photo. I thought that was just in character for Solix, who has up until this point in the route been very self-devaluing and self-hating and not really liking himself a lot. And so the fact that Kanaya wouldn't want you to see this this photo of him when he was younger and the fact that he is clearly not liking this photo of him when he was younger. Like, that's just, yeah, that's mood. Like, yeah, people who don't like themselves or even people who do like themselves don't always like to look at photos when they're younger or share that with other people. That's, that's a thing. But apparently that was interpreted by um, a lot of people, though, again, I've only heard it from, like, so for one of my friends, it was super obvious. Another of my friends had it brought up in one of their servers. And then, again, that post from someone I wasn't following on Twitter. Not to say I have, like, my ear to the ground of Homestuck, like, the Homestuck community or anything like that. But, like, I, I just haven't heard people talking about this. But, like, apparently it's it's pretty clear to people that... Um, this was canonizing Solix as trans. And I'm fine with, like, trans Solix is, is great. Um, I, I know a lot of people had that headcanon for him where he has to be bi-gender and bisexual and, and everything, and it's great. Like, that's, that's fantastic. It's just, I don't... So, it's not, it's not great, though. Like, if... If I have to have someone explain to me how this completely normal thing is a, is a trans thing and like, like, I'm also trans. I'm not this cis person being like, well, I didn't get it. Like, I'm, I'm also trans and some of my other trans friends didn't get it at all either. So it's, um, it's kind of frustrating if this is the rep and like no one on what pumpkin has even said. It's like, yes, that was supposed to be trans coding. Like with, with. Briska, I think I mentioned in her route that if I had not known about the Twitter environment and the person writing her, I probably wouldn't have picked up on the transcoding there. Like, I, maybe I'm just stupid. <laughs> like, maybe I'm just stick in the head. That's entirely possible. But, like, because people said that it was blatant in there, and I'm like, it was blatant because I knew to look for it, and it was obvious then. And maybe I would have kind of picked up on it, uh, especially the underlining the F. But, like... If I was just, like, a dumbass who never got on to Homestuck Twitter and just, like, stayed at my level of involvement in the community that I was, um, like, back in 2018, then I, I might not have picked up on it. And, like, I definitely didn't pick up on this. And, yeah, with, with no talk from the writer who was anonymous or from What Pumpkin about it, because, like, with, the, with Trans Vriska, like, there was talk right after it from the author about Vriska being trans. And with this, there, there's nothing. There's no confirmation. And it's even more subtle 
to the point of I'm still not convinced it's real and not just people seeing transcoding where it wasn't supposed to be, you know? So, so that's kind of my frustration with this. I think that if we're going to have trans characters in Homestuck, and we absolutely should, it, it needs to be said, you know? Um, I mean, not like Stolux is going to come out like, hi, hey, reader, I'm a trans guy, you know? But like, just, just something, some confirmation of it, even if it's outside of, of canon, even if it's word of God, just like, that would be better than just like this scene that a lot of people don't pick up on as being transcoding and then no confirmation or denial or anything from what pumpkin. It's not, I don't know, some people are calling it, it's like, oh, we're getting more trans rep. I'm like, it's not trans rep if, if it could be easily ignored, you know? Um, and I don't, I don't feel like I'm holding what pumpkin to any higher of a standard than I would anything else. I don't know. Let, let me know what you think. If you think I'm totally off base here, let me know. It, it, these are, these are just my opinions about it. It's not to say that no one can find like them no one can see themselves in Solix or, or like that, that Solix is trans in this or anything like that. Like, I'm not trying to, like, if you definitely see the trans coding in this, good, that's great. I'm just saying there needs to be, I, I would like if there were more information for dumbasses like myself. <laughs> so, um, so that's my whole thing with that, which I, I think I took longer to explain than I entirely meant to, but, uh, but anyway, overall, I really like Solix and, uh, Kanaya hanging out and talking and you being chill and I like the reminder that they are 13 years old because they were gonna have a sleepover and and uh then Solix was like no 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 we're leaving now and Kanaya's like oh you're leaving and Solix is like yeah and then takes you aside and is like you know we're leaving because you're clearly not 13 and we are and that's fucking weird so, so just a reminder to all you out there, I'm looking at you, they're still 13 in this. Anyway, still liked it. It was great. I, I, I like Nepeta. I like Solix. Um, I, I, there's not really a character I would dislike, so I don't know why I keep ending with this, but, but they were really great routes and I am looking forward to our uh, Sea Dwellers. Um, which are coming out on the 15th. So the announcement should be um, this week, this Wednesday, uh, which is the 8th, I think. And then the routes will be coming out on the 15th, if I am remembering the What Pumpkin tweets correctly. Though, so whenever any doubt is removed as to what route will be next, I always get nervous that those routes will not be next, you know? Um... So I, I'm hoping that we get the Sea Dwellers routes next. We should be getting the Sea Dwellers routes next, but it's also Homestuck. And if they do something different, I will not be terribly surprised. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. I, I hope that you had great holidays, uh, whether that was just new year's or or whatever like i hope the past couple of weeks have been good to you whether you celebrate the holidays or not also quick stuff at the end here uh my discord is now more generalized it's not just strictly for the podcast i have other projects coming up that i'm not going to take too much time talking about it because it's it's not homestuck related but you go there you can learn more about it 
So I'm still in the process of changing all my links around because that's a lot of stuff to do and I don't do it a lot, but all the relevant links are always on my Twitter, which is live, laugh, stuck. Um, or you can follow my personal Twitter, which has a thread with those links and other links. If you want to know more stuff I'm doing, uh, my, my personal is Dirkification, like bimboification, but with Dirk, because that's what's happened. Because I started out 2019 loving Tizius and being all up in Tizius. And then suddenly it turned to Dirk. And so we'll see what this year brings. Maybe I'll be uh, Teresification at the end of the year. Who knows? Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you next time I post an episode. Because I don't know when I'm going to post this one. This podcast's theme is Dirty Dirt Kenny and was created by Dami, who can be found on SoundCloud as Domino Thief. Shout out to my regulars and up on Patreon, Space Arby's. To become a patron and get episodes up to five days early, along with many other benefits, including but not limited to access to bloopers and original writing, physical merch, and the opportunity to get your questions and comments on the show, go to patreon.com slash sociallyanxiousdragon and sign up for as little as $1 a month. You can find links to that and more in the episode's description, on the podcast's Twitter, Live Laugh Stuck, or on livelaughstuck.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on your app of choice and share with your friends. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to be a little selfish. <laughs>